Here's something to ponder. Before they hear your podcast, they see it. And I know a lot of people are all up and, you know, crazy about podcast reviews, and I'm not here to poo-poo on that. They definitely have their place. It's a little bit like Yelp once they get to see those reviews. But what influences somebody when they do a search for your topic and they see your show? What's going to make them click to see your actual description and your reviews? It's going to be the name of your show and your artwork. And a couple Saturdays ago, I do a live show every Saturday at 1030 Eastern time. That's 1030 a.m., by the way. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I do that with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv and my buddy Mark DeCote, who designed the School of Podcasting logo. And if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 799, you'll see my old logo and my new logo for a few shows. Because once Mark did one, I was like, oh, that's what a good logo looks like. And so Mark came in and answered questions for about 90 minutes just off the top of his head. And I thought, oh, that was so good. In fact, I had a lot of people comment on, wow, that was a great episode. And there might be a problem. Maybe you don't listen to Ask the Podcast Coach. So I'm bringing the best answers from that episode over here. So if you're a regular Ask the Podcast Coach listener, I'm sorry, this is a rerun. But, you know, some things are worth hearing again because we're talking podcast branding with Mark DeCote of podcastbranding.co. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I am so glad you're here. I help people plan, launch, and grow their podcast. If you want to monetize it as well, I wrote the book, Profit from Your Podcast, and that is all available out at the website, schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to sign up for the schoolofpodcasting.com and help avoid all those common podcasting pitfalls, use the coupon code LISTENER. It's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. So I gave you the backdrop of where this content is coming from, and we're going to get to that in just a second. I do want to remind you, because I'm really passionate about this month's question of the month. I need your answers by November 26th. And the question of the month is, how long does it take you to go from idea to pressing publish? And I will tell you something right now that as I record this, I'm three minutes into this episode, but I'm actually an hour and 49 minutes into creating this episode because I had to go back and listen to that old episode and pull out the clips. And that's what we're looking for, not promoting things like that, but to go from idea to pressing publish. And I'll put the total amount of time I put into this episode out in the show notes. You can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 799. And I still have no idea if I'm doing anything special for 800. My guess is no, because I got a whole lot of nothing in the old idea bag here. So keep that in mind. I really would like to hear your answer on that. Also, if you are going to be in Tampa, Florida, I will be there next week. And that is, I'm going to be speaking on Thursday, November 4th at the Tampa Bay, oh, I got to get this right, Bitcoin and Blockchain Summit. 
And I'll also be at PodFest Origins. So I'm going to kind of be, it's in the same hockey arena, and I'm going to be kind of bopping back and forth between the two next week. If you are an Ask the Podcast Coach listener, there is no show next Saturday because, well, I'll be on a plane. So let's get to the discussion with Mark. And let's talk about the first things first. What the heck is a brand? Brand, you got to think, brand is not the look. Okay. Brand is the feel people have when they think of you. So there's a big misconception that people think the logo, the image, that is the brand. No, that plays one small part of the brand. Overall, the, like the brand of Ask the Podcast Coach is not the look of the, the new microphone, you know, mascot guy that I designed and that. No, the, the brand of Ask the Podcast Coach is what do we think as the listeners? How do we feel? Why do people come in every Saturday morning? Well, that's all part of the brand. You know, why do we recommend? Oh, you, you know, you have questions about podcasting. You should go listen to Ask the Podcast Coach. That's all brand influence. It's what the overall thing is. Going back to the question, if the business grows beyond the podcast, do you want that brand equity that you've built, the recognition, the feeling people have towards the brand? Do you want that to carry on to the new business? If the new business is a completely different thing, like you had a gardening podcast and you started off in gardening and now you're talking about financial stuff, then no, maybe the brand shouldn't carry over. You should create a brand new brand. You know, look at me. I have a, a separate brand. Podcastbranding.co is not my only company. I've got another design company where I design for anybody, but I used to design under that. I was Mark Decote from Marksman Design. Marksman Design is my other company. I was Mark Decote of Marksman Design. But when I'd go to podcast conferences, it's, oh, great, you're a graphic designer and all that. Then all of a sudden I says, you know what? I'm going to rebrand this part of my business as podcastbranding.co. The next time I went to a conference as podcastbranding.co, wow. People were like, you specialize in podcasts? You know, I know a bunch of other designers, but you're a designer who specializes in podcasts? Wow. And all of a sudden, it's like, Things just shot through the roof. So I created a separate brand because my other brand wasn't working for me for there. I mean, it was. I was getting people, but the only people I got were people that really knew who I was. Now, all of a sudden, I created a brand focused at the podcast industry. And it's working. It's, you know, when people say, well, I know this one designer. Or I know of Mark who specializes in podcast stuff. You know, I'll go towards Mark because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to podcasts. And Mark does know what he's talking about. Besides being an award-winning graphic designer, he's also been podcasting. His show is called Resourceful Designer. He's been doing that for eight years. So let's get some of the technical details out of the way. Your podcast artwork should be 1,400 by 1,400, all the way up to 3,000 by 3,000. And the file size, so how big the file is, should be less than 500 kilobytes. And the reason that one is so important is the fact that if it's over 500 kilobytes, Apple may have a hard time updating your show because it takes forever to kind of check your artwork off their list. And you also want to make sure it's an even square. It can't be like 1400 by 1401 because that's not officially square and Apple will spit that out. Those are Apple specifications, not Apple. Yeah, you should try this. It's like, no, this is a spec. You need to reach it. And so one thing we also want to straighten up is there is a difference between a logo and artwork. This is a huge misconception in the podcast space. Your podcast cover art is not a logo. 
It is your podcast cover art. Your podcast cover art may contain a logo. If, for example, whenever Dave puts out his, his, uh, you know, school of podcasting or, you know, ask the podcast coach, he may include the logo for that on the podcast artwork, but the whole thing is not a, a logo. So that's one of the big misconceptions that I, I hear people talk uh, about logos. A logo is an individual thing. What I like to say is, have you ever heard of the band Kiss? Yeah. Well, the KIS that appears on every album artwork is their logo. The album artwork is their album artwork. It's not their logo. Some other really famous logos are the Rolling Stones, the Nike Swoosh. Those are a logo. It's not the artwork. And if you ever actually go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 799, you'll see an image, a rectangle that I use for the actual blog post where the player is at. And for the record, I treat podcasts like a blog. It's a blog post where I flesh out my ideas typically, and then I put a player on it. And presto, it's a podcast along with all the technology from Libsyn. But I do have a rectangle image there. And sure enough, in that particular image, I have the kind of branded school of podcasting uh, nameplate. That whole nine yards is there. So let's talk a little color palette. Color palette is important when you have something established. So a lot of times somebody will be creating their podcast or I'm just using this in the context of podcasts. When somebody is creating a podcast and they have an existing brand, they have their website and all that, then obviously I'm going to follow a color palette that they have. And sometimes they don't even realize they have a color palette, but whoever designed their website or if they've written a book or whatever, there's colors involved. So I'll try to tie that in because... You don't want to uh, have you know a podcast artwork that has reds and yellows and orange and then go visit the website and it's all blues and greens. So I'll tie that stuff in. Now, if they don't have that already, then a lot of it will tie into the subject. I mean, if it's you know a financial podcast might have a certain color palette that I, I deem more appropriate. Again, personality plays into that color palette. Where if somebody's doing like a, a early childhood education podcast, I might go with a different color palette. So it, it does play a part in the overall brand. Color palette is huge because, you know, once you get beyond just the podcast artwork, now if you're going to go into your social media, if they're going to design a website, if they're going to start doing, uh, if they're planning on writing a book along the same topic and all that, then they can take the color palette that we, we develop and expand it into everything from, you know, if they're going to get t-shirts, that makes the difference if are they going to get a, a yellow t-shirt or a red t-shirt? I mean, could you imagine going to a conference and seeing podcast junkies in uh, blue? No, you, you know, it just you can't fathom it. That orange color has become podcast junkies. So that's the importance of color palette. What about putting your picture on your artwork? I go through this with every client, and because sometimes there is a reason, and sometimes there's not. And what I say is there's only two reasons for you to have your photo on your podcast cover art. Reason number one is your photo is a selling feature. You are already known in your space. You don't have to be worldwide famous, but if you're already known... you know, I, I did a podcast for a child psychologist. Well, she goes around and she gives talks. She's on stage. She does presentation. The people listening to her would know who she is. So I said, let's put your photo on the podcast cover art because all it takes is for somebody who's you know in the child psychology uh, niche to be scrolling through and go, oh, I recognize her. They may not remember her name. They may have seen her give a speech somewhere like two, three years ago, and they don't remember her name, but they see the photo and go, I know who that is. 
that may be all it takes for them to click on the podcast and give it a listen. So if you are recognizable in your space, then yes, you should definitely have your photo on your cover artwork. If you, the other reason number two to do it is if you're trying to build a personal brand. If your goal with the podcast is to get up on stage, is to give those presentations, give TED Talks, write a book and all that, then you're trying to build a personal brand. You want people to know you. You don't necessarily want people to know who your podcasts are. You want them to know you. And one of the best ways to do that is put your photo on the artwork because that way, whenever anybody's listening, then they can see and say, okay, that's who I'm listening to. You know, and it gives them that connection. And then people will listen to it and go, you know, I want to get somebody to speak. You know, this person, I like that person. You know, they see who, and not just because they visually look good, but it creates that more intimate connection with the person they're listening to. And they'll be more inclined to uh, reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, why don't you come over or why don't, uh, you know, you speak at our event and that. So those are the only two reasons to have your photo on your cover artwork. One, you're already recognizable. You're quote unquote famous in whatever niche you're talking about or you're trying to build a personal brand in order to say become famous. And a lot of people don't like that term. Like they're not trying to become famous, but I'll ask a lot of people and they say, no, I don't want to become famous, but do you want to get on stage? Well, yeah, that's one of the ideas is I want to get on stage. I want to do this. I want to go to different places and talk. Well, face it, you're trying to become famous yeah. in your niche. So those are the only two reasons. If you don't fall into one of those two categories, no reason to have your photo on your podcast cover art other than vanity. I mean, some people just, they want it on there. And if they want it, so be it. But there is really no reason to have it. And you just heard Mark say the word book. So I was like, hey, this is a good time to talk about my buddy Thomas over at Novel Marketing. A lot of podcasters, they plan on writing a book, but they don't know where to start. And so Novel Marketing Podcast, that's a great place to start. And we've been talking about their 10 commandments of book marketing and we're up to, I believe, number eight, thou shalt surround thyself with savvy authors. And I, what I love about this is so much of it also applies to podcasts, but he's talking about the fact that really, if you think about it, you can look at other authors as your competition or you can look at them as a resource. And he talks about over at Novel Marketing, they actually have mastermind groups and they're limited to 10 people. It's really cool. So if you are looking for more book promotion ideas and you need help with publishing, check out the Novel Marketing Podcast and it's in your favorite podcast app. Or of course, you can go to novelmarketing.com or go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash author and get your author on. Now, I mentioned earlier that it has to be 1,400 by 1,400 all the way up to 3,000 by 3,000 and under 500 kilobytes. And it can be a JPEG. It can be a PNG. How do you figure out which one's the best one? Saving it as a JPEG or a PNG will affect the file size. So if you've got a, if you're like using a photograph or you got a lot of color transitions and, and shading and all that, then yeah, you're going to want to go JPEG. But if you've got a lot of flat, solid colors, you may want to go to PNG. It'll create a smaller file size. So, so I usually play with that. If I'm creating artwork, I'll export it. You know, I'll say, okay, export as a JPEG or export as a PNG, which one gives me the smaller file size. And then I'll start with that and then go use some other tools to reduce it to under 500 uh, kilobytes. And my favorite tool for that, if you find that your artwork is a little too big, 
is Squoosh. Yeah, you heard me right. I said Squoosh. It's S-Q-U-O-O-S-H dot app. Link in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 799. That is a free tool from our friends at Google. But what about that whole RGB thing? If you read the Apple spec, they mentioned about blah, 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 RGB. That's just standard. Almost everything you do will be created in RGB unless you change it to something else. We all want to get more traffic to our website so people can find our podcast. And one of the things that a lot of people forget are these things called alt tags. And these are really important for those people that are sight impaired. One thing, whenever you do put artwork in your WordPress, if you're doing episode artwork or any artwork, any image you put in WordPress, make sure you put something in the alt tag. So every image uh, in your entire media library, and this uh, I'm saying WordPress, but it doesn't matter if you're on Squarespace, if you're on Wix or whatever, always put something in the alt tag. Usually what's great is to describe what the image is. So if it's you know a, a woman holding a baby, you say woman holding a baby in that. But if it's for your podcast artwork, you can put the title of your podcast in there and you can even put a, a short like what the, this episode is about. That does not appear on your website, but the search engines will find that and it'll, it creates more SEO for you to be found uh, in the search engines. And Mark will actually do a podcast audit of your entire branding situation because sometimes you're thinking about your artwork and you haven't thought outside the box about things like, well, is this going to go on a t-shirt? Are we going to put it on a mug and things of that nature? That's why like anytime I design a logo for anybody. And I'm popping in here. Notice he said logo, not artwork. There's a difference. I always, and this goes back to my days starting as a designer, is the logo has to look good in black and white. Mm. I usually, and, and I'm an old school designer, so I always start designing in black and white. Color, I, you know, Even though I have a color palette in mind, I'll design the logo in black and white, then apply the colors to it afterwards. A black and white logo, if you reverse it to make it white on black, sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes the white version needs some extra attention to change some things. I forget what the terminology is called, but if you have a line, uh, a black line on a white background, and then you switch it and put it so it's a white line on a back, a black background, the thickness of the line will visually appear different. And if you're like me and you went, huh? Yeah, that's why he's a graphic artist. This is why you have a graphic artist design your graphics. Let's talk a little bit about episodic artwork. And let's, before we jump into Mark's answer, there are two types of artwork. There's show artwork. That's the one that's used by Apple and Google and Spotify. And when people find your show, that's the show's artwork. And then you can have different artwork for each episode. And I need to say this here and I need to say it loud and make sure that if I don't have your attention, can I have your attention? Because I get this question almost more than any other question. And that is why is my artwork not showing up in Apple podcasts? And the reason for that is Apple podcasts is a weenie. It's simple as that. They are weenies when it comes to episodic artwork. What's really, really confusing about this is If you go to what I'm calling the kind of web-based version of Apple Podcasts, they will display your episodic artwork there on the web. But in the app, you know, that app that has about 60% of the podcast audience, no episodic artwork for you. Don't know why. It's just an Apple thing. And we'll talk in a bit about how your artwork might appear different in different places. But first, let's talk about episodic artwork. I don't like episode artwork. 
Okay. Let me say, I create episode artwork for my podcasts that I use on my website. So every episode on my website has a different one. I could use it to promote it in social media, but I do not personally put episode artwork on my podcast feed. And I will tell you the reason. If I open up my app right now, as I said, I use Downcast. And if I look at my list, I can tell you right now that I've got four shows queued up. I've got uh, Talking Fat with, with Jonathan and Jen. I can nice. tell right away. I've got a very little icon. I can see I've got Talking Fat. I've got The Real Brian Show. And I've got The Sa- Savvy Social School teed up. I've got this other one at the top here. I'm looking at the artwork. I have no idea who this podcast is. I click on it and it's, oh, School of Podcasting. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> that, that's why I don't like episode artwork because I am always viewing my podcasts in this uh-huh. playlist and I have no idea unless I click on it to see what podcast that is. Yeah. Well, and and you- that, so that's because of that. I never put episode artwork into my own show because I want people to recognize my show's icon when they're looking in a playlist. That's a good point. And uh, I run into that all the time with anybody who does episode artwork. The feed, I could say, the feed from Lipson is a good one because their episode artwork may change every episode, but it has a very familiar look to it. So once you know what it looks like, it's just like the number changes and stuff. So you can tell that, oh, that's the feed. Even though the artwork's changed slightly, you know it's the feed artwork. And you know what? Mark had a really good point with that. And you're going to see that in the future, my episodic artwork, because I like to put it in there. I think it looks cool. And I am going to have it be much more uniform, like he said, kind of almost like a template where I'm just going to go in, maybe change the title. So it'll look very consistent, very on brand, and it won't be confusing to people and like, oh, that's Dave's podcast. But uh, let's talk a little Facebook and social media, because sometimes your artwork just looks a little wacky. Facebook is notorious when you create, not just like for a post, but say you want to create branding for Facebook. You actually have to have, I know this podcast here. So imagine you have a rectangle that is whatever, eight inches wide by four or five inches tall. Your actual information, your logo, your title and all that stuff is going to be in the middle. It's going to be only like you know, three inches out of that eight inches, you can only use three inches and maybe only two inches tall out of the the rest of it. And Facebook wants all this blank space around it. And the reason for is your header for your Facebook profile will appear differently if somebody views it on a smartphone, if they view it on a tablet, if they view it on a computer, if they view it on TV, uh, smart TV and all that. So what they do is they create one artwork and they sh- show you this is the safe space. If you're viewing it on a phone, you're going to see all this area. If you're viewing it on a tablet, you're going to see all this area. If you're viewing it on all these other platforms, you're going to see all this area. The only area that is viewable on all of them is within this small little area. So anything you design has to be in that small area. There are templates out there you can download if you're doing your own. But I see that a lot where somebody will create something and when they upload it to Facebook, it looks great on desktop. But as soon as you switch over to your phone or something else, then all of a sudden it's like part of the artwork's cropped off and there's all sorts of issues with it. The other issue is Facebook every once in a while will just, for no apparent reason, will change their specs for their artwork, their sizing. So, you know, something, and that's one of the things I speculate whenever I design social media artwork for people is I'm designing it to the specs of today. 
there's no guarantee this artwork's going to work next week. If Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn decide to change something and the artwork doesn't fit anymore, you know, I've got no control over that. And you'll notice Mark talks a lot about consistency. He likes if you're going to use episodic artwork, make it consistent, make it in line with the brand. And that goes for fonts as well. I use the same font. I use two fonts for all my artwork since day one. I've been doing this for six years. It's the same two fonts that I use so that it's consistent. You look at any of my episode artworks for anything or YouTube and all that, you could instantly know, oh, that's Mark because those are the two fonts that he uses. What about your actual name? Should I put, you know, featuring Dave Jackson with Dave Jackson by Dave Jackson? Should I have my name on the artwork? My answer to that on a technical side is if you put your name as the author, it's already there right under your show. But here's what Mark had to say. A lot of people, especially it goes back to my same too. If you're famous or if you're trying to become famous, yes, you should have your name on your podcast artwork, but your name is an afterthought. The name doesn't have to be readable. Okay, unless it's the whatever person show, right. then yeah, your name has to be readable. But if it's with or hosted by, that can be small. Now, I know those listening can't can't see my setup, but I've got a door right behind me here. My computer is facing this door. When I'm designing podcast artwork, I'll get up out of my office, walk to the end of that hallway, turn around, look at my computer, and say, "Can I read that?" You know, from way back there. That's the way I do it. If I can read the artwork and, and understand what it is from standing at the back of the hallway there, then I know it's going to look fine and small on a phone. And I'll have a link out in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 799. There are actual some tools online that you upload your artwork and it kind of shows you what it's going to look like in Apple Podcasts. But speaking of having things and being able to read, what about business cards? But a business card, when you go, say, to the Lipson booth at uh, any conference and Rob has all the business cards put out, the best looking business cards are ones that were custom designed to match the show artwork and not necessarily just have the show artwork on the business card. You know, it just shows that these people spent uh, a little bit of extra time, maybe a little bit of extra money. Uh, they care a little bit more about their show than just plopping a square on one part of a business card. One of the things Mark does if you work with him is he actually gets in touch with you and wants to understand you. He actually wants to understand the podcast so that everything is on the same page. I ask a lot of questions. Okay. I've got a whole what's what we call in the design space discovery questions or discovery process where I go through and I ask a lot of questions. And the questions are not like, what do you want your logo to look like? Or what do you want your artworks to look like? I go through and I have a whole list of things that I ask. Some of them are arbitrary. Some of them are about your goals. Some of them are about, you know, where you've been, where, what qualifies you. And just asking all those questions, I start to build a picture in my mind about what uh, direction I want to take. And the more questions I ask, the more details I get from the person, the finer I can narrow down that focus that I'm going to work on. And a lot of times, I, I'll end up going off into a direction that the person never thought of. And they'll come back to me and they'll go, oh, wow, you know, I would have never thought of that, but that is perfect. The other thing, and I do this especially with the podcast side of it, is with podcastbranding.co, I insist on getting on a chat like this with every client. And I know not a lot of, not a lot of people do that. And the reason is, I, I mean, I could ask somebody, it's usually a 10, 15 minute chat I get on with them. And I ask them questions that I could easily just email them and say, here's some questions. Can you answer these questions? 
But the reason I'm getting on a chat is I want to get to know the person. You know, if I'm designing something for you, Jim, or for Dave, or for Mary, or for whoever, I want to get to know who that person is. So when I get on a Zoom call with somebody, if the first thing I see is somebody sitting there in a shirt tie and it's nice to meet you, Mark. You know, I've created this nice spreadsheet for you to look at and stuff like that. That gives me an impression of, okay, I'm going to have to take the art, the artwork in a certain direction. But if the guy gets on the call and is like, hey, Mark, nice to meet you. Wow. You, I am so pumped. Let's get this thing going. My artwork's going to take a completely different uh, approach. And that's something you can't get like with email. You know, if I'm sending the questions, so that's why I get on. I want to meet these people because their personality will play a role in what I design for them. Just like when I did stuff for Dave, when I uh, did uh, the podcast rodeo show. I mean, I purposely went and put a blue Yeti mic on that artwork because I know Dave. (laughs) And uh, if you're not familiar with that artwork, it's a blue Yeti with, you know, it's called the podcast rodeo show. It has a, a lasso and you're pulling the, the blue Yeti out of, out of the way. So mm-hmm. I did that because I know Dave's personality. I know Dave. I would have never done that if somebody else had come to me and I didn't know them. Yeah, I'll put out the show notes. I'll put the artwork that I designed that I was like, oh, it's not bad. And it wasn't horrible. But as soon as I saw Mark's, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it catches and it pops. And I don't even know what that means, but everybody says it. Oh, it popped. So. The other thing I love about Mark, and I realize this is now turning into like a big Mark commercial, but these are things you want to think about. This is what you're looking for if you're going to have somebody design your artwork. And that is, to me, at the heart of every podcaster is the heart of someone who wants to serve their audience. So what if Mark designs something and you go, yeah, this is exactly what I tell uh, my clients. I will provide you, based on our conversation, I will provide you two to three different ideas for you to choose from those ideas. If there's one of them that you really like, we're done. You know, there, you're, use it. We're good. I'll send you the full resolution version and we're finished. But feel free to say that, you know, I really like option number three, but I like what you did here in option number one. Is there a way for us to incorporate those or move stuff? I will gladly make those changes. The other thing is, if you look at all three of them, and you say, Mark, I'm just not feeling any of them. I will gladly go back to the drawing board. I'm not one of those designers. I have in my 30 years of design, I have never said you only get two revisions. You only get three revisions. I'm not going to have to live with this stuff. You are going to have to live with this stuff. I want you to be happy with whatever I provide you. But I have enough confidence in my skill that I know it's not going to take, you know, four, five, six, seven revisions. I can usually get something that you will be happy with within two, maybe three revisions, and then we're good. And I'll happily go back to the drawing board. I've been doing this for a long enough time. I have a thick skin. If somebody tells me I don't like your artwork, I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's not a big deal. Artwork is subjective. If you don't like it, then I'll go back to the drawing board. No problem and do it. I want you to be happy with whatever I provide. And I know what you're thinking, but Dave, how much does it cost? Well, it's $295. And I realize you might be going, did you say $295? Yeah. And here's Mark explaining why it's worth it. Or podcast designers, I should say. But I, I feel what I provide is worth that. And, you know, if, if you're looking to spend $50 on, on your artwork, then, you know, I'm not the person for you. And, and that's fine. But if you're willing to invest, and that's what it is. It's not an expense. It's an investment. If you, because you got to remember, 
if you do a search for podcasts and you come up with, you know, there's a dozen or more different podcasts, which one are you going to click on first? The one that has the most interesting or the better looking artwork. Because as something I like to say is if your artwork looks cheap and, and amateurish, people are automatically going to presume that your podcast is cheap and amateurish. So they're not going to click on it. So that's what I do. I provide those. And if you're willing to invest $295 in your artwork, then I'm the person to come to. And this is the one thing I want to point out. I probably should have said this earlier. I know you're like going, but you can go to Fiverr. And I have used Fiverr for voiceover in the past, voiceover with no music. And the reason for that is I've seen people that do voiceover. The one guy actually put cool in the gang in like his demo. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of, well, not kind of, that's illegal. And I've also seen people that have blatantly not only ripped off the artwork, but Daniel J. Lewis from mypodcastreviews.com, he used to do artwork for people. And somebody not only stole his artwork and said, hey, look what we did. You're like, no, but they actually stole his actual copy, like the words of him describing things like that. That was on Fiverr, and I've seen that happen multiple times. Uh, one of the members of the School of Podcasting, uh, Shane Whaley from Tourpreneur.com, I was on Fiverr, and I saw his artwork, and I go, did this person design your artwork? And he's like, nope. So I'm not a big fan of using Fiverr, and this is unfortunate because I realize I'm kind of like, stay away from the whole site because of some losers that were using it. And I realize that's kind of not fair, but I've just seen it multiple times where I'm like, yeah, I can't really recommend that. And why, how I ended up with Mark is we were in a mastermind group together and I was explaining how I was thinking of this new idea for the logo. And the next day he sent me an email, like something like this. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And that really is at the heart of a graphic artist. You want somebody who a Mark already knew me B he listened to what I was talking about. I said, this is what I see in my head. And then he created it in front of me. The last thing I want to talk about is rebranding. Because I've seen people do this where you start off and you're going to call the show the Dave Jackson Power Hour. And you're like, you know what? Maybe School of Podcasting would make more sense because nobody knows who Dave Jackson is. So you've done that. It's okay. It's not the end of the world if you picked a bad name. How I decide or or my thoughts on what a good name is, is if you can go to somebody not that you're related to and not that you grew up with somebody who is your target audience for your podcast and go, Hey, I'm doing a show called school of podcasting. What do you think it's about? I'm pretty sure they're not going to go. I don't know. Is it about like Frisbee or is it a true crime? No, I don't think they're going to go. Well, my guess is something about education and podcasting. That, to me, is a good name. That's my opinion. That's how I do it. So what happens if you started out of the gate and you went, ugh, now what do I do? Well, I want to point you to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I believe Kentucky Fried Chicken is worldwide. We all know the kernel. We know the 11 herbs and spices. And because it has the word fried in it, I believe that's why they did it. They decided to go to KFC because... In America, we're too busy, by the way, to actually say three words. So like Paps Blue Ribbon is PBR. There are a bunch of those. And if you think about it, it's the same restaurant. It's the same location. It's the same greasy chicken, but yet it's a new name. And a podcast is the same thing. 
you can go in and update your artwork. Now, when you update your artwork, again, make sure it meets all the specs and give it a different file name. So if your original artwork was called logo.jpg, name this one something like logo2.jpg because otherwise all the different apps won't see They'll, they'll just see the name and go, oh, last time we were here, it was called logo.jpg. What is it this time? Logo.jpg. So even if it's a different artwork behind the scenes, it's going to look like it's the same thing. So they won't notice to update it. So you want to do that. And you can change the name of your show. You can change the description. You can change all of that stuff. It gets a little tricky if you're changing your website. If all of a sudden you go from DaveJacksonPowerHour.com to SchoolOfPodcasting.com, depending on what you're using to create your feed, you might want to contact someone like, I don't know, me. So I can look at this and go, oh, first you got to do this and then you want to do that. And then we'll do this and do the hokey pokey. We will turn ourselves around because, you know, that's what it's all about. And that way you don't accidentally shut down your website and lose all of your audience. And I have seen that done unfortunately. So that's the last thing I wanted to talk about with artwork. I again want to th- say thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I want to say thanks to Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. He is my co-host over on Ask the Podcast Coach. And I want to thank all the Ask the Podcast Coach listeners who kind of probably said, ah, it's a rerun when they hit play on this episode. One other thing, and notice how I'm doing this at the end, If you happen to be listening through the ears of a podcaster, which is just slightly more critical, you might notice some fairly noticeable edits there. Well, two things. This was a conversation, so I was pulling bits and pieces out of it. And then the other one is, and I was surprised, I did not keep the original files of this. I only had the finished files, and I had an MP3 file, or an MP3, at at a WAV file, which was great, but I had run it through Descript. And I just said, pull out all the ums and you knows, and then didn't really listen to it. And I'm here to tell you, that's a bad idea. You end up with some very noticeable kind of edits. Now, I've done that in the past and been very lucky, but it's one of those things where the the key, I think, to podcast success and podcast sanity is having realistic expectations. And Descript is a cool tool. You upload it and it gives you the transcripts and you can edit the transcript and it'll edit the audio. But if you're really expecting to upload a file and say, fix it for me and then be surprised that it's not a hundred percent. I think we need to, at least for now, maybe adjust those expectations. So you are probably right now going, wait, there were bad edits. Yeah, there were, you know, again, ears of a podcaster. We catch these things. And if you didn't, that's also my point. We are very, very keen to obsess over things that sometimes we don't need to. Please, at this time, don't forget the question of the month. I really would love a ton of responses on that. And that is, how long did it take you to go from idea to publish? I need this by November 26th, 2021. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And if I look up at my timer right now, I am at three hours and five minutes. And if you're in Florida, I am bringing books with me. My book again, Profit from Your Podcast. If you would like to buy one, I would be happy to sell you one. 
If you're not going to be in Florida, go over to ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. It is available on Amazon if you'd like me to sign it. There is an option for that again at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, thank you for joining me on my mission as I grab a little podcast polish and we buff out the boring from your show. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And let's get some of the technical decals. Decals? What's a decal? I made a decal. I'm going to stick it on my bumper. I just made that up. Podcast polish, buffing the boring. I like that. I need to write that down. Hey, and since you're listening to this and it comes out on November 1st, if you have media files, you're ready to go public, you're ready to start syndicating your show, you need a media host, and I recommend Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's short for Liberated Syndication, and you can get the rest of November and all of December free by using the promo code SOP free. That's all one word, SOP free. 